So this weekend we're completing our latest homily series, A Whole New Perspective. And Jesus this morning certainly offers us a unique and challenging perspective as he continues his Sermon on the Mount. Today, focusing on restraining retaliation and loving our enemies. Since we started this series six weeks ago, I've reflected on some moments and experiences in my own life which have altered my perspective. Of course, being an ordained deacon has given me a different perspective as I stand here looking out upon all of you, which is quite different from being in the pews. And I think all of us have moments and experiences in our lives which completely changed our perspective. Maybe something comes to mind immediately for you which, la- which gave you a lasting impression. Maybe it was the birth of a child or an illness, a natural or made man disaster, a retirement, or the death of a loved one. There are so many key moments that shift the way we look at life when we gain a whole new perspective. And Jesus' Sermon on the Mount offers us this very new perspective about it, what it means to love one another and forgive without limitations. And that's a tall order because most of the gospel is focused today on the people who mistreat us. For many of us, there can be some, these can be some of the most challenging demands from Jesus. Jesus tells us, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be children of the heavenly Father. It is a bold and somewhat intimidating teaching Non-retaliation and universal love can easily be viewed as passive and idyllic advice that can make us vulnerable to the hostile world we live in. Who wants to willingly turn the other cheek and give our enemies the edge? Jesus' teaching is the full expression of spiritual maturity For us, a gradual approach may be the more realistic one, where we all are on the path of journey. We just need to take baby steps by baby steps. And we're all being encouraged to broaden our perspective because mere outward observances of the law do not produce or preserve love. Imagine a couple that merely kept the Ten Commandments in their marriage, saying, our marriage is wonderful. We don't steal from each other, lie to each other, or cheat on each other. And we haven't even killed each other yet. (laughs) Would that make an ideal marriage? Of course not. God does not want spouses simply to avoid hurting one another. He wants them to grow in love. And that is what God desires for all of his disciples, for all of us. 
Certainly, we should avoid doing things that directly hurt people, such as killing and adultery and lying. Obeying the moral law is the necessary minimum. But in order to live as members of God's kingdom, we're being asked to do more. True disciples need to cultivate the inner attitudes and dispositions that transform our hearts and build up love, such as the love Jesus shows, the kind, patient, meekness, purity, and mercy that Jesus teaches us from the Sermon on the Mount. This is why Jesus calls us to go beyond external conformity to the requirements of the law and to imitate the perfect love of our Heavenly Father, who is love himself. In our world today, it seems like we've at times rewritten the golden rule to say, do unto others before they do unto us. Too often we encounter people demanding a kind of justice, which is really revenge. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth was originally intended to keep the deliverance of retaliation in proportion to the wrong that was committed. But I think it was Gandhi who said, if we follow this philosophy, it would only lead to a world that is blind and toothless. So Jesus radically reinterprets the law of justice for all of us. He tells us to go the extra mile, turn the other cheek, outdo ourselves with generosity, and rise above the fray. He's not suggesting that we allow ourselves to be abused, but that we do not perpetrate the antagonism from the mistreatment that we have experienced. He is not advocating passivity, but he's saying we should not retaliate in kind. Jesus is describing what might be called active non-resistance. That's the attitude that Gandhi and Martin Luther King taught. They believed in the basic goodness of all human beings even those who wrong us. They further believed that victims' willingness to suffer rather than retaliate would wear down the aggression of the oppressor. And that is exactly what Jesus is teaching us today. Right the wrongs by overcoming evil with good, not with revenge. Now, that is definitely whole new perspective for us to consider this morning. Jesus also tells us that we are not only to love our neighbors, even those people we don't particularly like, but also our neighbors who don't particularly like us. We are to love those who deliberately exclude us from their social circles, who talk behind our backs, we are to love those who make us feel we are not good enough for them or resent our accomplishments. We are to love those who exploit us and do us harm. Once again, Jesus is not suggesting we allow ourselves to be abused, but he is saying that we should not retaliate in kind. 
we see that Jesus' interpretation of the law is much more demanding than we might have thought and much more than we might desire. However, there is ample evidence around us of the devastating effects living according to the rule of an eye for an eye. I think we all see it in our own lives and we see it in the international scene as well. The only way we have peace will be through loving our neighbor. One might be tempted to think that this whole new perspective, this kind of love is dangerous because it counsels us to take down our own defenses. It is probably considered foolish by our standards of this world. But Jesus has, in fact, overturned the standards of our world. And he claims that this kind of love is, in fact, true wisdom. St. Paul understood this and affirms it for us in our second reading today. He recognizes that it is the wisdom of the world that is foolish, not the kind of love that Jesus encourages us to engage in. And St. Paul was convinced of this because we possess the power of the Spirit of God. That same Spirit dwells within each and every one of us. And as difficult as it might be, we can decide for it in our favor and for forgiveness. So as we approach Ash Wednesday and this season of Lent, Let's pray that we can embrace this new perspective that Jesus gives us about loving our neighbors and forgiving even those who harm us.